Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Happy day, Hot Breathiverse. Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and this is our Right 10 podcast, where we highlight members of the Right 10 Club, winners of the Right 10 contest, and much more. If you would like to start writing new jokes and connecting with other motivated comedy writers, this Right 10 Club is the spot for you. Go join our Facebook group. Start getting involved in our daily writing club in both the Facebook group and on our YouTube channel. And if you want to level up your writing even more and possibly win 100 bucks, you can compete in our monthly Write 10 contest. Registration is also linked in the show notes. And I hope to see you there. Hey. Here he is, everyone. Ladies Hello. and gentlemen. Welcome, your winner of the December Right 10 contest, Mr. Johnny Smith. What's up, Johnny? Hey. Hello. It's really nice to meet you, finally. It's so great to meet you, yeah. too, my friend. <laughs> oh, I was getting an applause sound effect going there. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, yeah. I mean, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely buzzing. Thank you so much, everybody. I really appreciate it. And the congratulations to uh, Kinsey and EJ as well. I thought they were, they were really good. Wow, the humility is inspiring. <laughs> That's great. That was it was well deserved though. I mean, you you clearly put in a lot of work. It seemed like you were really prepared for this set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried. I think um yeah, I think I was really struggling in the uh the first couple of hours. So uh I think what I did was uh, I just ended up going online and watching lots of like TED Talks about joy <laughs> and just reading lots of articles. <laughs> And wow. I ended up getting a lot of setups from that. So, really? Yeah, that was the, the big bulk of the process, I think, yeah. So a lot <laughs> of the process was you almost just researching the topic as opposed to, like, writing about it. A large amount of the jokes, um, a good 75% were written off of a couple of TED Talks I watched, yeah. Whoa! A couple of, uh, a couple of articles as well. Is that how you write most of your jokes? Uh, not really. No, but uh, I just, for whatever reason, I, I was free writing the first hour and I just wasn't, I just wasn't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I just needed to find inspiration from another place. So I just typed in what is joy onto YouTube and then just came across <laughs> all of these, uh, these TED Talks. Wow. And uh, yeah. I wonder what your algorithm looks like after searching what is joy. <laughs> That's a tough one. To <laughs> it's a tough one to bounce back from there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and John is asking, um, where'd it go? Oh, where, um, where in England are you from, Johnny? Uh, I'm, I'm from, uh, I'm from Scotland. Uh, ah! from Scotland. <laughs> um, I, uh, I was born and raised in, um, <laughs> I was, uh, you said that's so like... nice. That was so kind. <laughs> uh you're stereotyping me thank you <laughs> but yeah i was born and raised in edinburgh but uh, i do uh, i do live in london uh, oh you live in london yeah london's where i do my comedy uh, but i've been back home with my parents since march because oh. of the pandemic how so i'm in edinburgh you? right now okay but, uh, i normally live in in london 
Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, so there was context to it. I thought he just got it completely wrong. No, he's not far off. I do, I do live there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I started um, November 2018. November 2018. Wow. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, this set was, dude, it was so, it was just so funny and so tight. And it seemed like you're timing. A lot of people in these contests, like, rush through their sets and things like that. But you seem to really be taking your time. Like, did you rehearse it? Like, really, kind of take us, let's dive into it. I mean, how you even created the set, what you wrote, what you kept how you edited it and organized it, you know, really kind of give us the, the thesis here. Uh, well, basically, um, I watched those videos and then got lots of ideas. I think in the first TED Talk that I saw, uh, she talked about a lot of things, the small things that bring us joy. And uh, one of those things was ice cream. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I was kind of like, ice cream? I don't know. So like, uh, basically what I did was like, all right, fine. So I put ice cream on top of the page and I just wrote uh, a word association list for the word ice cream. Uh-huh. And then uh, I just landed on the word vanilla. And then I was like, oh, boom. There's like a there's like a perfect little double meaning there. So from then it's just like digging and then just finding the blueprints of a joke. And then I think from then I find it relatively simple to like form the joke. But the hard part is finding those little blueprints. Uh, a lot of that was word association, a lot of that was free writing. What do you mean by blueprint? Like Basically, like, so I, I, I wrote ice cream at the top of the page. Mm -hmm. And then I did a word association list, just trying to find a connection or a little light bulb moment of which I could form a joke off. Yeah. And I wrote I wrote down the, ver the word vanilla. And I was like, oh, boom, vanilla is a type of ice cream. And uh, vanilla also means that you're kind of plain, you're kind of boring, you know, mm -hmm. you're not very good and bad and stuff like that. So then I was like, oh, perfect. There's the blueprints for a joke. We've got the double meaning. Uh -huh. And uh, all we just all we need to do now is just form on the page. So I just tried to just form the joke. I'd say it out loud a lot, and then sort of hear how it sounds. If it doesn't sound that natural, I'll change words. Like I'll try and like write it down, and then try and repeat it from memory, and then compare what I'm saying from memory to what I've written on the page, because how you speak is very different from how you write. So when I'm speaking out loud from memory it comes across much more naturally than it does on the page. So then you just re-edit it and sort of rework the stuff that you said out loud into the written piece to make it sound much more naturalistic, if that makes sense. Yeah, so you write it and then speak it and then find like the middle ground between both yeah. of those. Yeah, like keeping the same structure of the joke, but just try and make it sound a little bit more naturally sounding. What What is your background? It sounds like you know a lot about writing. Uh... I used to be an actor. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to drama school and um, part of like um, our end of year assessment was we had to write a 20 minute piece of theater or whatever. Wow. And like um, basically what I did at the end of those was literally just muck around and try and write comedy sketches and little <laughs> bits of puns and just slap them all together. I hadn't written at all before that. And uh, when I started doing stand-up, uh, I hadn't written a joke or written really anything. So I just sort of learned as I went, really. I don't really have that much of a background in writing at all, really. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Robin likes. Yeah, write the way you speak. Yeah. Uh, that's great advice. Yeah, people really like that. Great pointer, Johnny. Aaron, people, yeah, people digging it. 
<laughs> but then Robin asked if if he lives in England and is from Scotland, how did he get the Canadian accent? I don't know. <laughs> I, I've got uh, I've got a very weird accent. I think a lot of people um, comment on it. I think when I went to drama school, uh, there was no Scottish people there. And uh, I was mostly just hanging around with a large group of Americans. Mm -hmm. And I think um, over time, I just, my accent just shifted towards theirs, <laughs> to be honest. That's hilarious. And I was dating an American girl for a very long time. And for like a lot of the time, she was like the only person I hung around with. Uh, so my uh, accent, I think, kind of gravitated towards hers as well. <laughs> Um, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I've lost it. I think it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving all these cultural questions from me in a, an American flag bandana. This is all gonna track real well on the internet. <laughs> I look like part of the problem. This is just—I just wanted to look like I'm in battle gear for this head-to-head -head battle. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. How do you, how do you maybe from drama school? How do you rehearse? Do you have any rehearsal tips for people? Oh, the way I do it, I just, I just, I write the set and then I try and memorize the jokes word for word. Cause that's how I've always worked. I mean, like as an actor, you just memorize the lines word for word and then mm -hmm. speak them as if you're saying them for the first time, which is perfect for stand up because it's meant to look spontaneous. Right. Um, so I've always just approached it the exact same way as if I was acting and just tried to learn the jokes word for word and then just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And then, like, uh, I always write my set list on my hand as well ah. as, like, a little prompt just in case uh -huh. you can just kind of, like, if you get lost, you can kind of look down. I do that a lot when I'm trying new material because rehearsal time is a little bit short sometimes. So you don't always have, you know, enough time to really get it in your head. But if you have, like, a little prompt on my hand, normally that's enough for me to remember the full wording of the joke. Oh, how uh, your parents must be so proud as well. You know, I mean, oh. back home, but you won the right 10 contest. You can let them know 2020 is going to be very special. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was helping me uh, set up the camera and like really <laughs> set up the backdrop and all that. Yeah. She was really excited. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Are you wanting to be like a, a big famous comic? What do you want to do here? Uh, I mean, like, I think as I've been doing comedy, my dreams have come more and more realistic. <laughs> I think what I'm trying to do now is I'm, I'm just trying to be the best comic I can be. Just trying yeah. to be as funny as I can be and hopefully do it for a living. I think that would be amazing. You know? oh. So I'm just trying to be as good as I can be, really. You just you just make it a full-time job and you'd be happy. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it sounds like you're putting in the work. I mean, yeah. you're writing daily, I'm guessing. I mean... Pretty much, yeah. I yeah. Try to, yeah, because yeah, you, you're newer... I mean, Elite, you're newer to the group, but I mean, you're really like, you're making a splash already. Thank you. How, how old are you, asked LaShawn? Uh, I just turned 25. Oh. You got yeah. the future in front of you here. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, way to go, mom. People are yeah. saying people like the support. <laughs> so how, how many jokes would you say you wrote to get a 90 second set i think i wrote maybe about a hundred maybe and then like i've got a friend on the circuit like his name's tom tom goodhead uh and basically i was like messaging him all of those basically yeah to get feedback so i think uh, i owe a lot of this to him 
because without that feedback, I probably wouldn't be able to build this out. But yeah, I was just pestering him all the time. His phone must have been going mental, just like constant pings of like me sending him jokes all the time. So like, yeah, he helped a lot. Well, why why isn't he in the group? He needs to be writing. He letters. is in the group. Yeah, he's 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 definitely in the group. Okay, good. Uh, I keep I keep badgering him to try and do uh, to do right ten, but I, I can't uh, I can't I can't persuade him just yet. Maybe it's all those texts you sent him wanting joke feedback. Maybe that was it. <laughs> he's like, geez, if it's just gonna get me more texts, I don't wanna. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how did you, um, Evelyn's asking, will you break down writing the crying joke? Uh, I was reading an article uh, about things that can make us happier. And it said that one of the things that make us happier and that make us feel better is crying. Um, so I, I tried to, and then another one was, was drinking alcohol. So I tried to write a joke that was like, um, sort of like uh, crying makes you happier and so is drinking alcohol, which is like great for me because I do both of those at the same time. And like, uh, I sent that to Tom. He was like, he didn't really like one. So I was like, okay, but I still had like the crying thing. And to be honest, I think my subconscious wrote that, if I'm honest. Uh-huh. I think I kind of just had crying in my brain and that like um, crying something that can make you feel better. And like genuinely, I was just lying in bed struggling to sleep and then my brain was just monologuing in my head and it suddenly just went you know yeah crying makes you feel better crying makes you feel better and then like a cynical little part of my brain just went yeah especially when you don't like the person who's crying <laughs> and then i like shut up i just shut up in bed i like, ran got my notebook and just wrote it down straight away i think it's really when that happens because like that's I mean, that's that's still writing for and sure I think, uh, jokes can pop up out of anywhere you know? Yep. Like, uh, and you should hold on to those. It's like a gift from like the comedy gods. I think that one. Yeah. That's what I've heard comics say, like honor yeah. the thought by writing it down. Like oh. when you're, when you are in bed, you know, and it, you have an idea, like honor it and write it down. Cause you just never know. Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, George Carlin was big on like the subconscious. He was big on like, like you said, researching a topic a lot and then just letting it kind of ferment in the back of his mind. And then he said, yeah. Maybe a month, maybe a year later, he'll think of exactly, something yeah. about that. But he 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 was big on letting stuff just kind of simmer in your brain for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's such a good misdirect. <laughs> the one crying. Yeah, the the jokes were super tight. I mean, how how do you edit them? Sounds like you did like a lot. It sounds like you probably had like a whole canvas full of options. How do you then start to whittle it down into like ninety seconds? It was just picking my favorites, really. Just your favorites, yeah. And just and then uh, just trusting Tom's opinion, like that sort of external, like the person who's kind of like far away from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Someone yeah. Who's not yeah. so emotionally invested in the material to give you an objective view. Yeah. Um, and yeah, th that, those were just the ones I liked the most, really. And then I tried to open with the one that I thought was the funniest, and then tried to close with the one I thought was also funny, and then just kind of just let the middle take care of itself, really. Oh, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> That's something people struggle with is like knowing I have these ideas, but how do I then turn them into jokes? You know? How do, well, how do they turn them into jokes in the first place? Yeah. It's like you, you may, a lot of people are like, I have these ideas, but then how, how do I make it a joke? Like, you know what I mean? Um, I think, um, you just, bash the idea around really 
I think uh, a lot of things that helped me are like um, word association lists is a way that I wrote a lot of that jokes. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it is like just free writing, you know, and just playing around with ideas. And then uh, I don't know, like uh, I, I wish I had an answer. I'm sorry. No, but, that's uh, it. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I just. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I'm lost for words. I'm playing. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, but that. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You're keep sorry going. Enough, there, what you were you gonna ask? No, I was gonna say. I think that's why it is such a um, it's such a, a common topic and struggle for comics because it's it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to explain a lot of the times how a joke happens. I think you do just kind of have to just trust your process and just write. I yeah. think, you know, if you spend three hours doing something, you're going to have an idea. Right. So it really is just about showing up to the page and just putting the work and trusting that if you do that, you will find something. It'll it'll kind of like trigger you as well. Like a lot of times people think, well, there's got to be this formula or it's not a joke. Um, and some jokes have a formula. Sometimes you just think of something funny. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no structure. It's just yeah. funny. And if you think it's funny, then it's a joke. But it, it's absolutely. Yeah. Taking the pressure yeah. off of it having to be one thing. Yeah. And like structure is something that I've been uh, looking a lot recently. I've been looking a lot at like Jerry Corley and I've read like uh, Greg Dean's book. Yeah. Uh, so that breaks down one liners. Well, like basically like the way that Greg Dean uh, presents it is like a joke is made up like a first story and a second story. Mm hmm. And like uh, basically moves jokes in his book, basically move from good to bad or bad to worst. So basically for, I try and write with that in mind. And that's how a lot of the jokes were written. Basically like um, the one about my family, about how they bring me a lot of joy. I was like, oh, that's a really positive thing. So basically in order to get the joke, all I have to do is think, how can I spin this? to now turn that really positive comment into something that's negative. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the process as well. It's just, it's looking at all these things, which are, have a very clear interpretation as being one thing. And then looking at how you can twist that to make it an entirely new and different thing. Normally moving towards the more negative because that's where humor is. Yeah. Yeah. And look that misdirect. Yeah. 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 I love that book. That's what I tell. Um, I've heard I've heard good things about Jerry's book as well, but that that Greg Dean book is the one that I like. That's the first book I ever read. Yeah. On comedy, and yeah. uh, it it ha it's it's still I'll still use it as a reference. If you're looking to write one-liners, that's the book. Like it goes yeah, way, way under the microscope of a one-liner. So you'll just start looking for you'll just see misdirects throughout your life, and you'll see jokes and how they work. Uh, in a much more clear way. So yeah, that that's yeah. a good um, that's a good book to use. Um, Trent asked, "What comedians are you inspired by?" Oof, loads. I mean, the first comic I ever saw was uh, was Billy Connolly. Oh uh, my! You saw him live? No, I never saw him live. Okay. Like, the first time that was like my first. I did him live. Yeah, I saw him live in uh, in Cardiff um, <sighs> in twenty fifteen dude it, um but yeah he was awesome <sighs> he is awesome but yeah like my dad just had this like vcr of like a, a billy Connolly type and like uh, it was rated 18 
And like, I, was just, I was just like a little five-year-old kid just kind of looking at this kind of weird sort of cover. And like one day I just like put it in the VCR and like I was just watching it. And I had no idea what he was talking about. Everything he went just went way over my head. Yeah. He was just so funny. Just like his mannerisms, the way he was saying it, his rhythm. It was just the funniest thing in the world to me. I think I fell in love with it there and then. So like, I, I don't think I would be doing comedy if it wasn't for him and that video. Whoa. So I think he is a big inspiration. Yeah. He, um, I think, I think he was, um, he's known to like improvise everything. I believe that isn't Pretty he known much, yeah. to just like, just go, he just gets up there and just yeah. goes crazy. He's, he's never written anything in his life. He's just a naturally very funny person. <laughs> yeah. You actually reminded me, I, I used to be really into him and you, you, you're kind of reminding me, I need to get back and, um, watch him some more. Yeah, he's brilliant. He just, boom. That's I heard him say in an interview, like, I think before a show, he drinks ex espresso and then just goes out on stage, and then it's just like, whatever happens, happens. It's so gnarly. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how well-known he is in America. I mean, I guess people know him. Yeah. But he's not a name that comes up. But I guess that is like, being in America doing comedy, we mainly only talk about American comics because we're just a little biased i guess but there's a lot of great comics outside of america as well yeah nice is jimmy carr one as well uh for me yeah um i mean i think he's got some very good jokes uh he's not one of my favorites personally but mm -hmm. I, I, do, I do think he's got a lot of very good jokes and he's solid i mean i think anybody who just stand up for a living anybody who can sell out a theater 100% deserves respect because comedy is a hard thing to do. I'm not going to knock anybody because, you know, any comedian who's making money has worked incredibly hard at it. Yes. So Dude, that's um, Seinfeld says that he just did an interview on Tim Ferriss podcast, which may be the best interview I've ever heard about writing. And um, he was talking about he respects anyone that's on stage. He's like, I don't care who you are. If you stand up there, that's more than most people on the planet could ever do. So he, you get automatic respect. Yeah. Um, CJ asking your cadence is much slower and more deliberate than your speaking voice. How did you develop your delivery? Uh, I, I was just trying to be uh, as slow and as naturalistic as possible. I think I do tend to get really nervous and talk a little bit too fast uh, when I'm talking off the cuff. So that's why rehearsal is just so important. Yeah. Uh, is just to get that timing right and to just slow down and take a breath. Um, I think was, that was a question. How, how, did I, how did I slow it down? Yeah, yeah. Developing your delivery, yeah. Just rehearsal. Rehearsal, rehearsal, mm -hmm. rehearsal. Practicing it and just um, listening back to it, seeing how it sounds, saying, oh, that, that punchline is getting a little bit too muffled in how fast I'm talking. I need to slow that down and make sure I hit it properly. Yeah, and that's a common theme between all three of the finalists for people like watching at home is, oh, they were all prepared. Like nobody was like having to really like look at a note and go back and forth. Everyone was clearly rehearsed and had their set memorized and it, it yeah. translates. Yeah. It really makes a difference. I, I can tell you from just watching every contest we've had, it's like the one the people that are most rehearsed and prepared are the ones that do the best. Because you'll think of punchlines just in rehearsal. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I wasn't so lucky that the, <laughs> for me, but yeah, 
I've heard a lot of like past winners uh, say like Adam Mueller. He found a lot of a lot of tags. I think. Uh, in his set when he was recording. All right. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, like uh, definitely. Right. I think. When you, yeah. I think when you hear out loud and when you uh, when you talk when you when you when you you know you, you do find new little tangents. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Hundred percent. All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got an Adam sound effect. All right. <laughs> That's great. Um, do you, is there any are there any other like uh writing tips you have before we uh land the plane? I mean, um oof, not on the top of my head. Just like just trust a bit. If you show up to the page, put the work in. Yeah. Uh, spend time doing it. You'll one, you'll get better at it. And two, you'll you'll always hit something. So just trust in your process and just make sure you do the work. And if you do that, you're fine. How do you convince yourself to write even if you have nothing to write about? Oh, man, I don't know. I, I literally, I write about anything. I try, when I'm free writing, I just, I try and write about the day I, that I had before. You know, I, I, I it's more of like a diary, you know, write about what happened the day before. If I'm feeling anxious, I'll write why I'm feeling anxious, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, just find yeah. a prompt. I think like I think the right tan club is so good as well because um just narrows it down a little bit. I think anything that can narrow down so as like your thoughts just aren't so all over the place. Right. It helps quite a lot. So if you have like a single word, you have to write a joke for that one word, sort of brings you in a little bit more you know, focuses your thought process. For sure. Yeah. It takes yeah. away some of the guesswork, I guess. It's like, well, yeah. I have this word to write about, but then it's like, okay, where do I start type deal? Yeah. Yeah. That's really insightful that you, yeah, you did all this research. You couldn't think of like joy at first. So then you're like, yeah. well, let <laughs> me research it. Let me search it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Bob is um asking, um, how much time did you put into the writing versus uh, the rehearsal? Oh, like um, I was writing a couple of hours pretty much every day from like Saturday to Friday. Didn't think about doing it until Saturday is when I started to put the set list together. Mm -hmm. And then I probably went over it about an hour, two hours maybe. Wow. And then slept and then recorded it that Sunday morning. Wow. So, I mean, like 95% focused on the writing and then 5% on the, the rehearsal, probably. Yeah. Dude, it, wow. Yeah. It, <laughs> hear, hearing all your behind the scenes work, it really shows why the set was so good. Um, <laughs> that you, yeah, you put in the time to like make it a winning set. You put in a lot of work, man. That's very impressive. You're like, you. you're like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. yeah. <laughs> you did. Yeah. But I think I, I, I think it's good for people to hear that and have that context because it's like yeah. we can hear Jeff Foxworthy say, yeah, you know, I just write every day and all this. But to hear like a fellow write tenor be like, yeah, I wrote for hours to get 90 seconds of material like it's it's I think it resonates more to hear it from someone like a fellow right tenor as opposed to like a Jeff Foxworthy because it's like, yeah, that's the process. You know, we're not talking about Jeff Foxworthy where we can always 
say, oh, but that's them. That's because they're who they are. But it's like, no, we're all right tenors, and there's no way around the work. I'm telling you, in over 300 interviews with comics, not one has given us the secret to not working hard. Everyone that's successful works hard at it. And yeah. if you want it to be a job, you just you got to treat it like a job. There's no way around it, kids. That was my pep talk. Absolutely. Man. That was my pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> so when um where can people like follow you and support you and whatever you have going on? I I've I've got nothing. I like I need to get that sorted. I need to get like a, a Facebook page and like uh an Instagram of jokes up on Instagram. But uh at the moment, like I don't I don't have uh, but like I have me on Facebook. Uh if you want to reach out, reach out. Um but other than that, I I've got nothing to promote. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have um a Twitter or anything. I don't have Twitter, no. No, huh. no Twitter. What why not? <laughs> What uh? What's preventing you from? Are you scared of social media or? I think uh yeah I've always been I've always not really liked I think I've always stayed away from social media I think um I had to get Facebook uh because uh London the London circuit and the UK circuit in general I think but definitely in London most of the gigs that you can find are all booked through Facebook huh so there was there was no avoiding it there. Wow. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I won't. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of important for uh, <laughs> it's important for people <laughs> to find you. Most comics now get found through like having a funny Twitter feed or something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm. I mean, I'm not one of those comics, so I can't tell you how <laughs> to make it on social media. But it's an important it's an important resource to like help start building a fan base and connecting with other people. But. I'm not here to be your social media Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It's, it's definitely something I need to uh, get on. I think if yeah. you want, you know, but I, I mean, <laughs> you, you have so many great jokes, you know, just getting them out there, you know, they deserve to be heard and read and yeah. appreciated, you know? Yeah. That's definitely what I'm focused on. I'm just focused on getting as many shows as I can get. I just becoming as good as I can be uh, before I start worrying about any of that stuff. You know, I want to, when I want to go out there to reach out to people to like, I want to have like the right product to sell. So Ooh. I'm just trying to figure out what that is. Yeah. I, dude, I love that mindset. I spent yeah. probably six or seven years just working on getting good at comedy before I was yeah. even like, well, how do I brand myself? What do I, what kind of merch am I going to have? What's my tagline? You know, all, yeah. all I, I, that's my mindset was I want to have a product worth selling so people yeah. will want to buy it again because you you can be seen too early, but you can never be seen too late. I will say Absolutely. that. And the yeah. biggest thing in this game is like the rebook so and the referral. So it's you being ready for an opportunity that then prepares you to be referred for other opportunities. But if that first opportunity, you don't exceed expectations, you won't get that referral, you won't get booked back. And that's that's the cycle of working in this game is you do really well somewhere and then referrals come in or the rebooks come in. It's, it's important. That's a good mindset to have there. My friend, nice, not very inspiring, Johnny. I like hearing <laughs> the young comics with, um, some practicality. Very nice. Oh, <laughs> Oh yeah. And Olga, Olga's liking you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what time is it there? It is uh, just past four. Very nice. 4 p.m. 
Yeah. 4 p.m. All right, my friend. Yeah. Well, dude, congratulations, Johnny. Thank I mean, you. such such a great set. I always love seeing new comics come in here. And this was your first contest. I mean, I hope you found it helpful in your writing. And I thought that. it was uh, brilliant, honestly. I recommend yeah. it to everybody. It was great. What did yeah, you like about great, it? It was just such a great exercise. I'm like, I really, I think one of the reasons why I like Write 10 Club is because you have that 10 minute time set. So like you have to, you know, you've always got that deadline to work towards. Yeah. And like, this was kind of like a, a bigger version of that. You know, you had more time. So you, you could, you know, do a little bit more, like a little bit more work, think about it a little bit more, mm -hmm. but like it was still short enough for you to have that sort of looming sort of like, oh, I need to write. So if you're uh -huh. a procrastinator, this is perfect because this will give you a kick up the butt, I think. For that's sure. why I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great. That, I mean, that's why I do it along with you guys, because I mean, I need I need that accountability. I need that like deadline to force myself to write. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I'll get around to it. But if you have a deadline and you have to be like, well, I have to show this to people, then you're going to you're going to be ready and you're going to prepare. Yeah. Woo -wee. Johnny, this was great, man. It's so great to connect Thank with you, you and see a face behind uh, the punchlines, dude. It was such a funny set. So well deserved. Thank man. you. Thank you so much. It was really nice to talk to you. Absolutely. Well, Johnny Smith, not on any social media, but you can't see him in the right <laughs> 10 club every day. Let's show him some love. Well done, Johnny. Congrats, my friend. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, message me your... Do you have Venmo? What are you? Venmo or PayPal? So I can pay your winning... Uh, so... Oh, he froze. He definitely needs this $100 prize so he can um, get Wi-Fi. He just froze. We'll figure it out, my friend. <laughs> All right, everyone. Oh, Johnny. 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 <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Oh, that was fun, right? Anyway. Let's land the plane. We will get Johnny. That's hilarious. What funny timing that was. Where am I at? Hold on. Don't leave yet, everyone. Boom. There we go. So congrats to Johnny. Well done, my friend. And the big exciting change we're going to make for the 2021 Right 10 contest, because so many of you have said this is such a great contest to hold yourself accountable it's such a great exercise to force you to write new material that you're actually going to use on stage so what we've done here to help build that accountability is to now make the right 10 contest a part of our patreon so an entry fee for the right 10 contest is 10 bucks so what we did for the 10 dollar tier of our patreon is just go ahead and incorporate that into the patreon ecosystem so you not only get free access to the Write 10 contest every single month where you're writing a brand new 90 second set. We also get all the other helpful resources within the Patreon, all the extra content, all that accountability community. That's really what 
the Patreon is growing into. So if you want to register for the Right 10 contest, making it easy for you, all you got to do is join our Patreon and you will get monthly access to the Right 10 contest and the community in there. I was actually just posting a set in there from uh, 2011 I did when I had a mustache and John Chapel was roasting me for that as well. But it really is just the best way to get motivation to write. If you've been struggling to even generate ideas, this contest is going to help you. And that Patreon is going to be the community where we do start to build that motivation in writing. Because I've been doing comedy 10 years. And I know if I don't have an accountability community, I'm not going to write. So that's why we're doing it all in the Patreon to make it easier and more accessible to you. So if you go to patreon.com slash hotbreathpod, join that $10 tier, you will have access to the Write 10 contest every month and much more, including a fun documentary I shot in college that I just posted in the Patreon as well. WSWF asked, uh, what is Hot Breath Pro versus Patreon? Hot Breath Pro is our membership community where we do workshops and you get access to the online course and a weekly Q&A with me. So the Hot Breath Pro is like our comedian incubator, really, where we're in there working together as a community to become professional comics. That's more Hot Breath Pro. Patreon is more extra content, behind-the-scenes content, and write 10 club and things like that. So it's more of a behind the scenes community that now we added the right 10 contest to it. So a lot of exciting things kind of uh, a lot of exciting things happening here at the hot breath of I gotta say, and I am so beyond excited to share them with you and have you in part of this journey. So as we always end these with a very special angels on y'all angels on y'all right tenors. I love you all so much. Have a wonderful Saturday, and we will see you tomorrow right here in the Right Ten Club. Bye. There you go, Right Tenors. Go forth with your days. Join our Facebook group. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and get involved with the Right Ten Club. This is your answer to breaking writer's block writing new jokes, and connecting with other motivated comedy writers. I hope to see you in that Write 10 Club tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and we will see you on the other side. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.